Good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone that is on the prayer call this morning. We're so glad that you've joined us. We're so glad that you have awakened this morning and the Lord has woke you up and and here you are with us to pray and to go before our God this morning to bring to him praises and worship and glory like the song that was just playing my heart is yours forever what a worship lord we thank you this morning for the opportunity to gather together lord as brothers and sisters in the faith lord we ask your blessings this morning and your presence lord on this prayer call lord god some, Lord Jesus, are in need of encouragement. Some are in need of, Lord, of peace, of joy. Some are in need, Lord, to move to the next level, to the next uh, ne- next move, Lord, that you so earnestly supply by the power of your Spirit, Lord. Let us be, Lord, awakened and Let us be, Lord, hunger and thirsting. Let us be at the edge of our seats, Lord, listening to see and to hear what thus saith the Lord this morning. Be in our midst, we pray, Lord. Have your way. We glorify your name. You're so good, Lord. You are the living God. Our soul hungers and thirsts for you the living God. We bless you, Lord, with open hearts and minds. We glorify your name because you have kept us, Lord Jesus, through the night seasons. And here we are, Lord, awakened by you, O God, to meet you again face to face. So be glorified as we, Lord, are together this morning be in our midst as you promised. We thank you for it now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Yes, it is good for us to be together. It is great. We're coming off of a power, power-packed weekend. I say a power-packed two or three weeks that has been going on here in New Destiny, California. Um, we just pray that you jump on that train that's moving in the spirit if you can't be here physically. Um, uh, let me throw a quote at you from this Power Pack weekend from Pastor Brooks where he said, talent gets you halfway, but discipline will get you all the way through. And that's what we want to do. We want to go all the way through through and we want to go all the way through whatever the Lord has ordained for us today we want to go all the way through to glorify his name today and we will do that on this prayer call so this morning let me introduce to you our beloved team and so my name is uh, Elder Claude Lang and the leaders of our House of New Destiny Church are none other than 
our beloved Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We greet them in the name of the Lord this morning. We pray you're doing excellent and being revived and refreshed. We pray for, and, uh, well, yes, this is the prayer call. We're always praying. But our next uh, uh, prayer team for the rest of our team here, uh, we have our prayer call controller, who, who is our sister Tanika's mother's. And we greet you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for getting up early and setting up the prayer call, setting up all that wonderful and awesome worship that we just experienced. And also we have with us uh, who will give our prayer request and praise reports, and that is none other than Sister Janice Allen this morning. Sister Janice, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Elder Claude. I'm doing great, and good morning to all who was on the line. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. And then we also have the one and only, our beloved devotion leader this morning, Sister Audrey White. Sister Audrey, how are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Claude. I am doing well this morning. Thankful to be on the call. Good morning, Sister Janet and Sister Tanika and everyone else that's on the call. Amen. Amen. Well, without further ado, Sister Audrey, let's go before the Lord and and, uh, pour this out this morning. It's all yours, dear. Thank you. Good morning once again, and God bless everyone that's on the call. Good morning, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. God bless you, and thank you for... Uh, being awesome pastors and all of the um, uh, all of what you poured into us this weekend, we're so grateful. And I think everyone's cup is full this morning. So thank you and God bless you again. This morning we're talking about um, a tough subject, in my opinion. Um, everyone has questions about death. Most people have questions about death. And I recall um, having a conversation with God when I was young, when I had my first, um, my first memory of death was when my grandmother died. And I said, God, I don't like this system. Why did you set it up this way? Why did we come into this world and we live and we do all of what we do? And, you know, and then it, it just cut off suddenly. So that's something that's always been uh, in my, um, in my thoughts, uh, whether it's weird or not, it's just kind of something that I've always had a question and I've told God and, you know, I don't like it. So, but anyway, we're going to talk about uh, what questions people usually have about death. And in my study, I can reiterate again, as we all know, that death was not part of God's original plan. God wanted to fellowship with man and he enjoyed fellowship with uh, Adam in the garden. But because of Adam's disobedience and the sin that happened in the garden, garden, death and separation from God occurred. And that separation was a, a spiritual separation or, and as well as physical separation, which means death occurred. In Romans 5 and 12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men 
because all sin. So it death came in because of the sin that happened in the garden. So we don't know when Adam, I don't know when Adam and Eve died, but we do know that the first man that was ever born, their firstborn, was a murderer. And we would call the death of Abel a tragic death even. We all come through the womb of a woman, and life begins and is developed in the womb of a woman, no matter how much man tries to uh, create life some other way. We need the, to come through the womb of a woman. No one knows how long they will exist in this life. We all come one way. But no matter what we think about it, no matter what our thoughts are about it, we will all die. The Bible declares that everyone dies. In Hebrews 9 and 27, it reads, And it was appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. The Bible also refers to our physical death as sleep. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, the A part, it says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. So in the New Testament and even in the Old, it's referred to death as men sleeping. And 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, just to give you another scripture, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Ecclesiastes third chapter verse 2 says there's a time to be born and a time to die. In the Old Testament, again, it speaks of men's death as resting. It says of men like David and Solomon, Jehoshaphat, Uzziah, and others that they rested with their father and was buried. So we can all be quite clear, the Bible is quite clear, that this physical life is temporary. And so now I'd like to just focus on some of the questions that we may have uh, that come forth mainly at a time of crisis. And it, these questions come from, from believers as well as those who don't believe. I've heard people, and we've probably all said, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Most often this is in reference to an untimely death. I've heard people say, we've all heard people say, well, they just were able to get their life back on track or on track. And they finally started to make good choices. And, and they even gave their life to Jesus and was on fire for him, telling everybody, anyone who would listen about him. And now this, what happened? When it happens to someone that's popular or celebrity like Kobe Bryant, that impacted the world, and it said, I heard it said that he had even stopped by the church before he got on that that helicopter and had communion with his daughter. So why did they die like that? And I've heard uh, people say, in my line of work as a hospital chaplain, I've heard people say, I used to believe in the Bible until my child died or until my mom or my dad died or someone else important, significant in their life died. So why did God take them? I don't believe a good God would take them like that. And as I heard just last week from a grieving father standing at the bedside 
of his young daughter. He said, I stayed up all night praying and praying that God would keep her. Why couldn't my prayers keep her from dying? So we have those kinds of questions. This is the part of life that's hard, and we don't have all the answers. So our sadness and our sorrow and our grief brings up these questions. But it is with our faith that we must hold on to what Jesus says. We believe what Jesus tells us about life beyond this physical existence. We believe what he says about eternal life, which starts when we put our faith in him. Not when we die. Our eternal life starts when we put our faith in him, who is the gift from God that redeems us from the consequences of sin, including spiritual and natural death. We believe John eleven twenty five when Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. We believe John chapter five verse twenty four when Jesus says, Truly, truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. We also believe, John 3.16, one of my favorite scriptures, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life, a life that is beyond this natural life, a life that's beyond death on earth. So having faith in the word the question is, when death happens, is it okay for us as these strong, faith-filled, Bible-toting believers, is it okay to mourn? I remember a time being part of the faith movement, that you're tough and that you suck it up, that you don't show your sorrow, you don't mourn when someone dies, when your loved one dies. So people would walk around all stiff and, and swollen uh pretending to be all strong. But the Bible says there's a time to mourn and there's a time to rejoice. Even Jesus mourned to the point of weeping at the tomb of Lazarus. And whether it was because I've heard several reasons as to why he why he wept. I mean, whether it's because he saw the crowd and he empathized with them in their sadness or whether it was because Lazarus being his close friend and it caused sadness or whether it was because he had taught the people and he was sad that they didn't get the message, no matter which one of those it was or even something else. It, caused, it was caused because of a death that had occurred. It was caused because Lazarus had died. And so Martha, like so many today, blamed Jesus. She believed that Jesus could have saved her brother if he had been there. She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So her question was, and our questions sometimes are, where were you? Where were you, God, when I was standing in the gap, when I was begging and pleading for my loved one's life? Where were you? When my loved one was dying, where were you when I cried out to you all night like that father standing at the bedside 
of his dying daughter. If you had been there, maybe they would not have died. It is during those times, though, that we have to tap into our faith and believe again the words of Jesus, the words in John 11 and 25 where Jesus said to Martha again, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, he shall live. Do you believe that? Our answer is yes, Lord, I believe. And sometimes, like Mary, the one who sat at his feet, the woman who was full of faith and power, who loved Jesus so much, but being human, also said like Martha, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Why didn't you come when I called you? Why did you show up late? Why did you let my brother die? So the earthly separation of death is painful. We can be strong in our faith and we can still walk through the valley of sadness called grief. But God comforts us in our sorrow. One of his promises to us is as it reads in Psalm 147, verse 3, Jesus says, God says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So we grieve. But Paul says to us, I don't want you to grieve like the rest of humanity who has no hope. First, First Thessalonians 4 and 13 uh, says that, that we don't grieve like those who have no hope. So Paul didn't tell us not to grieve, but we grieve with hope, knowing that there is more to this life, that there is eternal life that has that had already began in the life of those who have confessed and professed and lived a life for Jesus. This is not the end. Actually, it is the beginning. We have hope that on the other side of death, there's something that is bigger, that's even beyond our imagination. As it was with Stephen, whether we have that experience or some people have um, been able to tell their experience of an encounter when they were, um, at a, they call it a near-death experience. But Peter, not, excuse me, Stephen had a, um, a vision as he was dying. In Acts chapter 7, it says, and he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed, God allowed him to gaze into heaven and see the glory of God and to see Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Amazing. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Amen. So Jesus, Stephen saw Jesus standing. Normally Jesus is sitting at the right hand of his father. But as Stephen was coming and, and unto him, he stood up to receive him. A standing ovation for Stephen to receive him into heaven. So the Bible is, says also that our eyes have not seen nor our ears heard 
nor has it entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And for us, those things are still a mystery because God has not allowed anyone who has gone to heaven or seen in the realm to come back and tell us all of what it's like. But our faith says that we do live again. So we can take comfort in that. So, Father, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for the promise of eternal life. We thank you for your process, Lord God, for the system that you put in place. Although as when I was a child, I said, God, I don't like this. I don't like how you set this up. But you are God and you have the perfect plan. So those of us on this line, we thank you for eternal life. We thank you for life after this physical death here on earth. And, Father, we just thank you for all of what you're doing and for the revelation that you continue to share, for the experiences that you allow us to have. And we just give you praise. We thank you that you are, Lord Jesus, the resurrection and the life. And we do believe. Therefore, we do live. Thank you for all of your word, Father God, on all of your promises. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Wow. This is lovely and powerful this morning, Sister Audrey. Um, I took notes. Uh, I am always taking notes. Um, And we're going to go back. We're going to come back to you in a minute. Um, But I caught something you said. You said we don't wait until uh, we, we die. Our eternal life starts at our faith in Jesus Christ. We don't wait until we're dying. We're doing it now. We're giving him glory on this side. And that is powerful. And so much other, so many other things you said. But before we get back into that, let's uh, go to our beloved sister Janice Allen this morning. And uh, let's all agree with her and pray with her this morning as she lifts up uh, prayers and praise reports. Sister Janice. Thank you. And thank you, Sister Audrey, for that powerful devotion this morning. This morning we're going to be lifting up uh, Tanya Cooks. Tanya Cook. We've got a request from Paul Walker regarding the healing of her eyes. The doctors had told her that her eyes could lose their sight because of some disease, a certain disease. And also we'll be praying for DeAsia Davis. Um, She suffered some things on her job, an injury. She's a CNA, and so she was giving in great detail of what happened on her job. We're going to go to the Father on her behalf. And also for our bishop and first family, we'll be lifting them up as well. Let's go before the Father now. And Thank you for praying with us and agreeing with us. Father, we give you the glory, for you are the glory, and you are the lifter of of our heads. You are God Almighty, who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, and we thank you that the blood of Jesus caused it to be so. 
We thank you that you hear us when we pray. For you all, the almighty God and the able God, we thank you that you are God alone and that you hear us. Thank you, Lord. We bless you in advance for answering, for being the answer, for sending the answer, for, Lord God, your word going out over these who we lift up to you today. This morning, Father, we lift up Tanya Cook. Father, regardless of what the doctors have said, we believe your word. And, Lord God, the healing belongs to the children. The child, It's the children's bread. You said it in your word, and we thank you for sending your word to heal, deliver Tanya, Tanya, Father God, and her eyesight will not perish, that her eyesight will not perish, that her eyesight will not perish. Thank you that you delivered her from all distractions. And Jesus, you are the word who became human and lived amongst us. You took on yourself, our troubles, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and diseases, and carried our sorrows and pains. We are, you were, you were hurt for our wrongdoing. You were crushed for our sins. You were punished so that we would have peace. And you were beaten so that we would be healed and made whole. And we declare your healing over Tanya's vision and her eyes. Father, we thank you that you have sent your word and healed. You are her healer. You are her healer. You are her deliverer. And whatever the root cause of this disease is, we command it to dry up now and never return in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare at the healing by the blood of Jesus over Tanya. We thank you for the manifestation of her healing. For by your stripes she was healed. Your Lord God yourself Manifest yourself in her life for you being all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up DeAsia Davis. You see and you know all that has happened, Father, on her job and all that was unjustly done. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, and she asked us to come in agreement, but we're going to lift up in agreement that she, Lord God, be healed, number one, and that justice regarding her injuries on her job and having to take off work, Father God, will be done in justice, Lord God, will be done in fairness, Almighty God, and will be done with your favor, that we lift up her knee Snapping backwards, Father God, when the floor was wet, we are also lifting up, Lord God, and coming against the spirit of fear, the spirit of fear and anxiety. For you have given her the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and the spirit of a sound mind. And we thank you, Lord God, that she receives and accepts 
and declares over herself the spirit of love, the spirit of power, the spirit of a sound mind. For your word promises healing for your children. And we come before you asking you to remember your promise in Deasia's life. And it is written by your word, Lord God, that prayer that comes from faith will heal the sick, for you will restore them to health. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Right now we pray that Asia lets go of all unforgiveness, resentment, anger, bad feelings towards anyone. Father, we believe you for the healing in Asia's left knee. We would... Father, we we give you the glory, and it would seem that her employers and others, Lord God, who would have helped her, should have helped her, Lord God, and have come, Lord God, in opposition of her and not giving her what she needs to uh, recuperate or to come back into alignment, Lord God, but for your For her, Lord God, we ask that you cause them to do right by her. Cause them to give her what she needs, Lord God, and to further go on in her job, Father. In the name of Jesus, we we thank you that you are God and you are her God, you are our God, and that you are faithful to your children, you are faithful to your word, and we Thank you that this is done by faith in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to you be all the glory. And now, Father, we lift up the first family. We lift up our Pastor Adrian. We lift up Bishop Carl Smith. Father, we thank you for their lives dedicated to you, dedicated for your purpose, dedicated to those of your people who you have given them to lead. Thank you, almighty God, for the the excellence, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that you have caused our bishop, Lord God, to be totally and miraculously healed, Father. Your word says, I will give you back your health and heal all your wounds. Hara saith the Lord, Banderesha, Yokunai, and Delebea, glory and honor, and Eki Asa, Torama, Yikene, Yomanda Rasatahaya. We thank you that you have restored, replenished, revived, and renewed all that was poured out before now. All that was just poured out these weekends, Father, we thank you that in each one of their vessels, they feel the love, the power, the passion, and your comfort, and your healing, and your restoration, Father, all together. Eba, dosha, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we give you thanks. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. We thank you for that powerful prayer this morning. Thank you, Sister Janice, for your your just sweet love for the Lord and and letting him use you and letting the Spirit just work and pray through you this morning. We declare that every prayer uh, request that has gone up, we declare that there will be praise reports. We will see them come to pass in the name of Jesus. And we pray that every person that put in prayer requests, please 
call in and and put in praise reports. Let us know what happened. Tell us what happened. Tell us the goodness of the Lord God. We thank you this morning. So let's go back to our our sister Audrey this morning. And sister Audrey, what else do you have for us this morning? Amen to all those prayers. I stand in agreement. Amen. Um, for believers and everyone that you would ask, the destination is heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. There are songs about it. You know, heaven is our destination. But I've also, there's also a song that says everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And most people are afraid of death. But the word tells us in Psalm 23 and verse 4, the psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So this is telling us that we should not fear death because our Savior is leading us and he's with us and will never forsake us. And Jesus, I use this scripture as I'm ministering to those um, who are transitioning or to families. As their loved one is transitioning, I read John 14 and uh, starting with verse 1 where Jesus is telling the disciples, to let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to my side, to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So as Jesus is going to prepare our mansion, until it gets ready, although uh, this, the death to this life ends, we look forward to life with him on the other side, the eternal life that started once we received Jesus into our hearts. And in that, we can take comfort. In that, we can have faith in his word and have no fear. So God bless everyone. Continue to live. <laughs> live your best life. Live the abundant life that we were talking about last week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Another excellent and and powerful delivery. We thank you for giving us that this morning. There's so much in that. Ooh, um, so much in that. Uh, it, it's amazing. Here we are talking about death, and there's so much life in what you have just shared, and I just love it. I'm. And so let me go back to a quote we got over this weekend where um, you know, Pastor Brooks was talking about it. He's saying that uh, when he, when Jesus had finally come and Martha was saying, if you had been here, you know, you, you could have, you could have, he would, he would still be here. He'd be alive. And when Jesus uh, saw that he had died, he, uh, Lazarus had died, and he wept because now he has to bring Lazarus from the dead. He has to bring Lazarus from paradise back to earth. So I love what he said. He said, he believes we, you know, think about that. You know, Jesus has the power because he's the resurrection and the life. He can bring you back and he can send you on. He weeps because he 
has to bring him back here. Lazarus is three days gone. He's in paradise, skipping, having a wonderful time. But he has to come back. But we just thank God that, you know, we have another opportunity to be with our loved one if the Lord should, you know, bring your loved one back or heal them at that bedside. But if they slip on to glory, hallelujah. It's a hard thing, but God is good. And he's been waiting all their life, all our lives, to be with us. So that's another thing to chew on and to, and to contemplate. And I'll just put a selah on that. God has been waiting for us all our life and can't wait. As much as we can't wait to be with him, he can't wait to be with us. So we thank you for calling in this morning. Woo, just powerful this morning. Thank you for calling in on the prayer line this morning. We pray that you are full and blessed and you're charged and ready for the day. You're ready to face death and life today. It is set before you, and we choose life today so that we will do the will of God and bring him glory by telling somebody, live. Live your best life, just like Sister Audrey said. Live your best life. We're born to live. We're born to live. We're going to all die at some point, but we're born to live. So live and enjoy life. Father, we thank you for the prayer call this morning. We thank you for all those that tuned in. We thank you for all those that prayed, Lord God, with us this morning. Strengthen and keep every last one of them, Lord God, that, Lord, we may glorify your name throughout this day and the whole week, Lord. Now, be glorified, Lord, for your goodness. Bless those who, Lord God, are dealing with, Lord, someone who is transitioning or has already transitioned. Let their hearts, Lord God, not be so full of sorrow, but let them, Lord God, as they believe in you, let them see your goodness, Lord, in all of this. Heal them and strengthen them and keep them, Lord, as they see your glory in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Janika, please open the line.